Holmes turned into the darker world of the alley and walked down to the garage. It was connected to the house by a glassed-in breezeway. The door at the end of the breezeway wouldn't be locked. It led straight into the kitchen. If she's not in the kitchen, she'll be in the recreation room watching television, Becker had said. Becker had been aglow his face pulsing with the heat of uncontrolled pleasure. He'd drawn the floor plan on a sheet of notebook paper and traced the hallways with the point of his pencil. The pencil had trembled on the paper, leaving a shaky worm trail in graphite. Christ, I wish I could be there to see it. Drews took the key out of his pocket, pulled it out by its string. He had tied the string to a belt loop so there'd be no chance he'd lose the key in the house. He reached out to the doorknob with his gloved left hand, tried it. Locked. The key opened it easily. He shut the door behind him and stood in the dark, listening. A scurrying? A mouse in the loft? The sound of the wind brushing over the shingles. He waited, listening. Druze was a troll. He had been burned as a child. Some nights, bad nights, the memories ran uncontrollably through his head, and he'd doze wretchedly twisting in the blankets, knowing what was coming, afraid. He'd wake in his childhood bed, the fire on him, on his hands, his face, running like liquid in his nose, his hair, his mother screaming, throwing water and milk, his father flapping his arms, shouting ineffectual, They hadn't taken him to the hospital until the next day. His mother had smeared lard on him, hoping not to pay as Drew's howled through the night. But in the morning light, when they'd seen his nose, they took him. He was four weeks in the county hospital, shrieking with pain as the nurses put him through the baths and the peels as the doctors did the skin transplants. They'd harvested the skin from his thighs. He remembered the word all these years later, harvested. It stuck in his mind like a tick. And used it to patch his face. When they'd finished, he looked better, but not good. The features of his face seemed fused together, as though an invisible nylon stocking were pulled over his head. His skin was no better, a patchwork of leather, off-color, pebbled, like a quilted football. His nose had been fixed, as best the doctors could, but it was too short his nostrils flaring straight out like black headlights. His lips were stiff and thin and dried easily. He licked them unconsciously, his tongue flicking out every few seconds with a lizard's touch. 
The doctors had given him the new face, but his eyes were his own. His eyes were flat black and opaque, like weathered paint on the eyes of a cigar store Indian. New acquaintances sometimes thought he was blind, but he wasn't. His eyes were the mirror of his soul. Drews hadn't had one since the night of the burning. The garage was silent. Nobody called out. No telephone rang. Drews tucked the key into his pants pocket and took a black four-inch milled aluminum penlight out of his jacket. With the light's narrow beam, he skirted the car and picked his way through the litter of the garage. Becker had warned.